1: your host we have a special guest in the building i shouldn't have done on my phone Brittany from uh, i knew i was gonna mess up i got it (laughs) Brittany, where are you from
2: i'm from the motnama county libraries and i'm a part of the black cultural library advocates
1: this is going to be a blackity black episode (laughs) you're welcome world uh no i'm so happy to have you here thanks we 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 are doing some things together yeah um So just to start it off, uh what, what what is your position? What are you doing within the Multnomah County? Multnomah County Library.
2: Definitely. So maybe this is already well basic information, mm-hmm. but our public library system is publicly funded. One of the things that they have done in order to increase equity and representation in our communities is make sure that there are groups specifically hired to represent, build programming for, and make spaces, inviting. Just, just make sure, to, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're doing an awesome job already. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, inviting, relevant for, speaking to, for, and representing the communities that, mm-hmm. you know, that we are. So um, the Black Cultural Library Advocacy Group is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, my base, my home base is the North North Portland Library on 512 Killingsworth, right Mm -hmm. next to Jefferson High School, across from PCC Cascade. And that is relevant because this hub was, is and was Mm -hmm. one of the like historically black branches in the historically black spaces of Northeast Portland. So our programming specifically is for me very special in that it is all about amplifying, promoting, curating collections And I mean, giving back to the community, who we are and who we have been. So we have really special things like a black Pacific Northwest literary collection that's under development and curation, got big dreams for it. I am big dream speculating with no promises yet, hoping for things like a vinyl collection cause the Pacific Northwest Oregon Washington is full of black musicians. I don't need to tell you that.
1: Uh yes, <laughs> uh, I I am already going to thoroughly enjoy this episode look. way too much. Um, oh, but Marcy, can you can you do me a favor, or Jesus, whoever, can you open up the curtain just so I can bring you the full experience? <laughs> experience, you're actually going to have to stand up and physically grab. I look at, so I had to deal with this this lovely human being, and we'll, we'll get we'll get into to that later. This is painful to watch. <laughs>
2: I think you did a great yeah, job.
1: <laughs> um, but all right, first off, mm-hmm. do you know Miss Bird?
2: Miss Bird, she's yet. a librarian. Ooh, uh where? she's
1: over by the, uh she directly is next to the Nike factory, the library that's right over there. The albina branch. The albina branch. Yeah. Um she mm. is she is my elder and mentor within. of the protesting black nature come on and she uh, she does the EPA EPA EPA2 which is the whole entire thing of um, getting funding back to the families Mm. that were displaced by the Emanuel Hospital Project
2: ooh so I'll make sure to connect y'all please yeah Our both of our branches are about to be undergoing a remodeling project and it's voices like that Mm -hmm. voices like yours and folks who have embedded roots in that community that like we want to be part of that process. Mm -hmm. Right. Determining what those spaces need, determining why they're significant, because you know how it is out here people come in from outside they're hired to you know fancify a space Mm -hmm. but that moving forward doesn't include the experience the history the voice of the people that always been there and we end up erased in the future
1: because portland's portland's weird because we're a transplant city Mm. like it's more awkward for people to be like were you born here or did you move here Mm. and it's like oh you you're born here that's weird
2: surprising it's it
1: especially if you're a person of color
2: yeah i think that that is real i will say though like i know so many fourth generation fifth generation black portland families i mean there's some like deep rooted pillars around here that it's just a name and everybody knows and i think i think that it's easy for us to miss that
1: and i think it's a thing that for us within like the conversation of what black portland needs or black oregon needs Mm -hmm. we have to have that that ground level to go back to because they know what has worked and hasn't worked in portland and when they start doing those new initiatives and these new ideas and especially when it's coming from an outsider's perspective Mm -hmm. like there's so many new york transplants that i hear just in the music scene they're like this is what portland really needs and i'm like Mm -hmm. No, we already did that. and It was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the last thing mm-hmm. we need, mm-hmm. uh, aka bottle service. Okay. I, I don't. I don't care. What, <laughs> I, what, what I want is is some uh, impassioned, youthful individuals to join in the mu- music scene. Come on, right, hey, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a mic over there, hey, Jesus. You can. You guys can both use it, and you're spot. not. You you don't have to be silent on the show. It's okay. Oh my gosh. But don't talk too much because you talk a lot.
3: As as he pushes back the mic. I just pull the mic away from Jesus. Oh, man. Um,
1: So, Mm. you guys are doing a black art competition.
2: We sure are. So, you know once again Mm -hmm. that Portland is full of amazing artists and black artists. One of the things that our library branch is hosting for Black History Month is a citywide art competition. You don't have to have gone to an art school. You don't have to have no pedigree. This is how people of all ages who are Afro origin, Mm -hmm. right? So all of the ages, you can be black American, you can be Afro descendant in any capacity. If you're here, you're part of the voice of what a picture of life is like for here for us except through the shared medium visual arts 2d arts Mm -hmm. um it'll be a virtual gallery and it is a competition there will be winners in each age bracket elementary school middle school high school and adult Um, there's art classes to domestica which is an amazing sort of forum that provides art classes in different mediums in different languages too um and of course art supplies gift card to arts and craftsmen um so there's a submissions page that's on the multnomah county website Mm -hmm for the library. Um, There's also links in IG and in Facebook to those things to apply. There are um, of course resources in Deadstock Coffee that you can go pick up to apply for this Um, and it really is very simple. You take a photo that you believe is quality representing your art piece. You can submit more than one. You can submit posthumously so on behalf of someone past that you want to honor um those Is there, i
1: i brought it up for you
2: oh shoot yes I, okay w- where, where so where if you go? search in here mm-hmm. um screen running? Yeah. some real simple like black art show or art gallery
1: uh this, this becomes the-
2: loads there you go Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see that there is a place to upload your file. Okay. All of these will end up displayed on what's called the Multnomah County Library's Gallery website. Now, this is an event for Black History Month. Submissions close on the 20th. That doesn't mean that we only acknowledge this. And then it's done. We're trying to create and curate and cultivate a catalog that on, that's ongoing. Mm-hmm. This will be up all year. Hopefully, this will be an annual event because we we value that our experiences are front center and celebrated all the time. Yeah, not just in these twenty eight days.
1: Yo, that that oh. that doesn't remind me of an art series that anybody's doing right <laughs> mm-hmm. now. <laughs> more than February. Say huh? more, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. That's one of the things that's like been impassioned to me recently. Yeah, I gotta say, and and once again, a shout out to Blackish, one of the greatest uh, black TV shows that has. I'm just gonna say, ever. Mm. I'm just gonna say, it, it it is pretty strong. But them showcasing and talking about us being more than February, and then really like looking into that lens of being like. Black art's dope. Mm. Uh, Celebrating it in February is definitely a thing that should happen. very great. But we should not forget about it in March, April, May, June, July. Come on. And Mm -hmm. it it shouldn't be a thing that it's like two times a year now where it's like, all right, so all the month of February. And on June 19th, Mm. we get to say hi to the black people. Right. And (laughs) the rest of the year, go back into your pockets, Mm. go back into your caves, and we'll see you in February. Like, Mm -hmm. nah. Mm -hmm. Like, it Mm -hmm. definitely needs to be a thing that especially – libraries are one of those resources that if you know you know yeah it's like yo you can go get films yeah you can go get i I didn't even know about the vinyl but you can go get vinyl not
2: yet i want it to be there yeah uh we can we we
1: we got some we got some record collectors that we can definitely get in there but um one the the movies the films Mm -hmm. the books Mm -hmm. um the The knowledge of just the librarians there to sit mm-hmm. up here and help you out with them figuring out resources and stuff like that to really know what's going on with your even within your city of being like, yeah, hey uh I need to sit up here and read up on like you know getting grants or d- different yes. stuff like that yes Th- there's a space for us to do that and sometimes i I feel like people, not forget the library that's Mm. not the right word but they overlook it within being like hey i have this box in front of me Mm -hmm. why do i need to go to this physical space i'm like but there's so many community based things that happen Mm. like if you don't have a rec center in your city portland (laughs) you don't have like you know multiple rec centers in your Mm -hmm. city especially for uh, that are in your community neighborhoods that are, are centered around like people of color because that is where you come from. Yeah, the library is the ultimate place to sit up here and find that. Well said. They have all the different events. I know this because mm. my my daughter is in the literary club and in okay. different things within the library. And I remember at one point I'm like, I've driven you to the library. And I realize I'm saying it wrong every single time I say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: sorry. I'm hood. I'm from Chicago, so I say library. I say library. I know it's horrible, but that that is what it is. Um, but it's one of those things where I, I was like, I took you here mm. five times this week.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, you know, you had your certain clubs that, because uh, my daughter was going to uh, Beverly Clearly, mm-hmm. and it was like going there. Go to the library. Mm. There's integral programs with it right there.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm.
1: I I love the thing of of about this art competition is I get to be a judge.
2: Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, um, we're exceedingly excited about this. We Ronan is on a judging panel. Um, so thankful for history. <laughs> being able to connect me with you for this um we have another judge whose name is uh isaka and he is a well-renowned local visual artist he's done some work with the arling schnitzer Mm -hmm. concert hall um and we have another artist named gita who um does portraits Mm -hmm. and the three of you will be convening to decide who our uh our four winners are yeah. for this so company. so there's
1: four winners we're mm-hmm. breaking it down by the age brackets mm-hmm. so it's a thing that's like yo if you're out here and you have a kid that is whether they are you know doing the stick figures yep. or doing the happy clouds yep. or if they're if they're making uh, art on a computer whatever yep. it may be this is an opportunity for them to Break into not only the competition realm, but to sit up here and do a project with your kid mm-hmm. um, that you can also, you know, mm-hmm. depending on your age, enter into too yep. and get to be a part of your community mm-hmm. and then for them to actually see, hey, my art is in a digital
2: gallery mm-hmm. and it stays is the thing. Right, like it stays and it's part of the legacy and the sort of contemporary picture of who we are and what we see. Mm. This doesn't have to be a piece that like is created specifically for this composition mm-hmm. it, or competition. If it is a composition that is truthfully representative of you, it comes out of you. Mm. Look, as the diaspora, as Afro-Origin people, as black people in Portland, this it's it's relevant. Um, And that's what I like about this. It's about access. It's about celebration. um, And I just see this as potential for development for even like doper, bigger, future things. I think that in our spaces that are changing so rapidly, especially ones that were originally um, black and supposed to be black, we have to make sure that our spaces uphold that memory for us, right? In our neighborhood for the North Portland Library, it's true that it's gentrifying so fast. Um, And so many of the people who are coming in, friendly as people may be, have no memory for the significance of that space. And that's not to say that we're gone, there are so many elders that live two blocks away And have been there, been there, been there, who have more knowledge and experience than I do. Mm. And I think that it's just terribly important that we, in our spaces, when we have this power and these opportunities and these resources, that we leverage them to make sure that all of that is present, relevant, presented, um, amplified. And for me personally, like, especially for our elders, because it's easy for things if they're not front center for us to forget how important they are fundamentally to who we are and why we're here um and if we see all of that experience of their past as important for our futures then i think that that would be natural and that's kind of what i hope happens with this too
1: i i think that people sometimes forget that um life is a story and (laughs) within that the narration of our story as black people mm. usually gets sucked up into the the story of america or the story of the city you live in mm. and we are more complex than that amen Come and on. and i i think the big thing for us that we 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 really have to like it's one of the reasons why we do this show is because we want to take back the black narrative we don't we don't <laughs> Oof! yes <laughs> and, and, and especially the the narrative in portland because most mm. radio especially morning shows uh here are syndicated they're from new york you mm. know it might it might be from a black perspective once again uh. shout out to ebro we love you but you're in new york you don't need to speak for portland right now <laughs> Oof. um it's it's the thing that when we have these situations where all the media formats, all the content that's being made within our city does not come from our lens. Does not share our voice. Does not get put out in, into the world like that. Not only do we get lost, not only do we lose the representation, we we lose our facilities mm. that that you know help train our youth. Mm. We lose a part of our identity because mm. mm. I, I look at people and I'm like, all right, so this is Black Portland. They're just like, what is that? Sure. It's like. You know, do you understand the significance of Alberta? Do you understand the uh, the significance of Will- Williams, mm-hmm. Albina, mm-hmm. like all these areas? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, do we need to have statues of people here for you to recognize the history right. that you might be glancing over or right. might be getting taken out? Mm-hmm. The one thing I do got to say that I, <clears throat> it's happening that I'm happy with, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering what's going to be. The next level of mm. is black ownership. Yes, within the city because it's starting to come up. It's starting to develop. It is, and mm-hmm. I have this question for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is one thing that if you could snap your fingers and and Black Portland could have? What would be the one thing you just be like? And it's there and it's fulfilled.
2: I know. <laughs> wow. Well, this it. one is so personal to me as a human. Yeah. Um, I'd have to dig for it, but there is something happening in Atlanta right mm-hmm. now. And there's a woman there who is creating a cafe Within a greenhouse, um, that is sourcing their food from what's grown right there, mm-hmm. and it's this like creative incubation safe space that's all black, um, run own dreamed up, um, and it's and so it's all of like the creative voice mm-hmm. and safe space in there for that, um, but it also has these like fundamental ties to the earth Mm. and what we grow and where we get our nourishment from um why do i feel like this is a big thing for you (laughs) because we like it (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) um, um well i i and i'm so thankful that i think that this is a thing that is just kind of building and percolating and fizzing out and exploding and growing um but i just can't overstate for me, um, how truly i feel like our connection to the natural world around us is fundamental to our healing Mm -hmm. right and 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 some of that is like spiritual and intuitive and biological and plenty of it is founded in science right we know oh i'm getting on my i'm I'm not loving it okay (laughs) (laughs) okay um so even things like in urban centers where so many of our communities are 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 populated, right? Like there are higher rates of asthma, there are higher rates of heart disease, there are higher rates of diabetes, and there are higher temperatures in those cities, squares, urban centers, and spaces of development. Um, There is science that backs that even the presence of trees in neighborhoods is correlated with, if not causated, um, if not causally associated with mental health wellness oh right and um you know my spouse and i several years ago we went to my college roommate's wedding in kenya in Mm. nairobi she was luya and um we were in mombasa on the coast and there was a men's prison there and as we were kind of driving by with you know some family friends um who lived there and was a professor there the fields around it were just full of green kale and vegetables And what basically happened was that in the men's prison, they would grow the vegetables that would then be sold to the village market wholesale at a lower price. And so I was like, why is this, where are we? Why is this not Mm -hmm. a normalized thing where we understand that part of our own rehabilitation and healing, even if it's not worded that way, Mm because I don't know if anybody there would word it that way. But what I perceived from my lens was that every person is vital to the sustenance of the community, literally, and that we are all active contributors to that. And if you don't start at the source, if we're not starting with the soil, right? Like we're missing a huge opportunity in a holistic way that is so biologically truthful to who we are. Um, So that, related to the thing in Atlanta, this, I'm really upset that I can't think of the name right now, but um, it'll come.
1: Can you try to find, try to find that?
2: Thank you. Um, That in a space like here, where we've got such a gift in the natural world around us, we've got lots of black growers out here. We really do. Um, Shout out to, so many of the small farmers from 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 the urban gardeners that have been doing it in their grandparents backyard for generations before anybody was out here thinking that Portland was trendy for biking and gardening right our communities were doing this Yeah, out of necessity uh, come on right um, was it wasn't a choice for us none it was the glamor the cool, none hip of the brands nope nope, it's like nope hey, this is just w- life you don't
1: yo we ain't buying no greens because we got greens in the backyard
2: right. Right, and so empowering. Um, um,
3: is it called Nourish Botanica? Yes. Okay, cool.
2: Oh my gosh, yes, yes. Nourish Botanica. Um, and part of why that's significant is that uh, we know the person <laughs> who, I, I'm not quite sure what the parameters of this process were, but I think um, provided or bequeathed that space that nourish botanica Mm. is in to this person and the person that handed that off um was a white person who is an ally and she just understood like the best thing i can do in this community is to be like why would i why would i know best like why would i impose i have the resource Mm -hmm. like this this isn't mine to have judicial oversight with like people know what to do
1: you you can't Treat communities of people, like children, and more so, like if you if you were to treat a community like a child, like mm-hmm. if you're truly trying to raise them and, and you you're doing it as an ally, you're doing it wrong. Come on, and mm-hmm. the the thing that you have to realize is it's a partnership yeah. when, when when areas and groups of people don't realize that, hey, my well-being depends on the well-being of others uh this is going to get nerdy there's mm. there's this 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 show called the expanse yes and oh, oh do, you, do you know about the expanse? Love.
2: Yo. oh my gosh <laughs> season oh, seven Oh, oh <laughs> all, right, all right oh man oh man um Darrell, you
1: lucky bastard yeah uh, <laughs> so Within there the 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 oh man, why am why am I gonna forget it? There's okay. the people on Mars, the people on Earth, and then there's mm-hmm. the people that are outside that what the are they called? Beltas. The, the, the Belt of <laughs> Yo. When they're like <laughs> the people that have so much in their bowl and they don't share, versus yeah. the people that share all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Their bowl is forever filled. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about it being empty. Was one of the most impactful things to be ever. I'm just like, yeah. just make them all black. I love that sit up here and make this be <laughs> yeah. this multicultural yeah. mm-hmm. thing and them having this patois or oh having my this gosh, Asian tight, talk right? That they do yeah. to sit up here and represent like, hey, they make this into a race thing. Yeah. It is that, but it is mm-hmm. more so a class thing. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to segregate it by race because there's no greater thing to be like when you're poor, to be like, it's not your fault. It's those lesser people over there, Oof. and mm. I, I, I sometimes I'm just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dear white people, mm-hmm. your income is not this. You are an honorary nigga. Oh
2: <laughs> my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you like, might not be invited
1: to the cookout, but mm-hmm. you know what, mm-hmm. Grandma will come next door and bring you a hot plate.
2: You know what? And yeah. and
1: and that's the thing that I, I mm. feel like we get lost in. And we get lost mm-hmm. in the sauce where we we have these conversations with ourselves with yeah. our communities and then we have people that come outside of it saying that they're an ally and like this is what you need to do
0: oh this is how we're going to see these are the
1: tools that we have created oh over gosh. months of marketing and research oh. to make us look good that we're going to hand to you okay. and we're going to hope the best thing comes out oh and that, that goes back again to being like the core foundations of things like the library mm. that are hey this is a funded thing by the government by uh, public funds that turn into being cultural centers Mm -hmm. for communities and when they get underutilized or people do not recognize that it as an activated thing because they live in segregated neighborhoods that these things no longer look like them the people that you know your elder that's been working at the library for the last x amount of years that is like the the epicenter of your community that you're like Oh, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go talk to Miss Bird and say X, Y, and Z is going on. Mm -hmm. She's gonna show me the research. She's gonna bring me the history. She's gonna give me all the facts, and then I'm gonna be able to know where we were at back then with it, to know where we are going forward.
2: Yes, yes, it's all of it, and part of why. So part of why I was thinking about the situation in Atlanta with Nourish Botanica is because, kind of like you were saying, because of our space, we have to. Collaborating, working together with folks who do not have our experience, who are not black Mm. is like part of it. And we have to figure out. And that has to be grappled with and part of why that is hard to grapple with is not because we don't know how to do what to do Mm -hmm. right because we don't know what we need part of why it's hard to grapple with is because there is a normalized power structure of authority that says this is how you need to do this and it takes some people learning to sit down Mm -hmm. and listen and wait their turn and be so uncomfortable for a very long time and that is a very humbling process um I have seen. I know that in our library branch, there is like a history of Black leadership, um, starting from over a decade ago with a big pillar in the community Ms. Patricia Walls, who I think started the Kwanzaa program there. Um, I, it, it's. I don't mean to cut you off. Mm-mm. It's always a funny thing
1: that I I remember, and I hate bringing this thing up, but it's a part of our history roots.
0: Mm.
1: the The TV show Roots, when they when they when they finally got to the point with Kunta Kente with mm. her with the daughter that the one thing, the worst thing in the world a slave could do was be able to read.
2: Shoot. I mean, yeah.
1: And so it it's it's one of those things that's like when I look at the space and what you're doing, when I look at the the programs that need to be initiated and Mm-hmm. How much they try to distract from them, and they tell us other things. We need, hey, you know what? We need to do another basketball league, right? To get these kids <laughs> off. The, we need to. We 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 need more sports. We need more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. let us read, because because even more so than that, right now, I look at the entertainment field in general, mm-hmm. and I look at the black authors that are coming up with stories oh, they're some of the best damn so stories good. ever right now so good but, um
3: no i wanted to say something that mm-hmm. like it's an actual statistic if you don't learn how to read by third grade you're like yeah 90 more likely like women are like more likely to become pregnant in mm-hmm. high school
0: mm-hmm.
3: and like you're more likely to have a life of crime and be in prison you're like like 60 percent more likely to have a life in prison yes you're like 90 percent more likely to be impoverished mm-hmm. like literally just learning how to read can mm-hmm. change someone's life and we have like the literacy out here is not great
2: yeah yeah and neither is our high school graduation right. at least for portland uh, public
1: yep yeah, i i i went uh so i went to milwaukee high school mm-hmm. um this is the whitest of the white yeah. <laughs> uh, i think it was one of those schools where it's like hey there's a black girl there's a black boy. You two should date. And like, she hates my guts. She doesn't like me whatsoever. Oh but okay, thank you. That's um, what my high schools
3: were like. All like I all mean, my schools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And it it was the thing that I remember in, in our high school that uh we we had skinheads.
2: Oh, mm. all but right.
1: But we had we had the. I've recently come to know the different levels of skinheads. Mm. And and that being there's like the baldies, which are, are the sharps, which are the anti-racist skinheads. Oh. And that that really, truthfully, if you go down like the long rabbit hole of where skinheads come from, it's actually a color person thing. And then it got heard. taken all the way. It, that's always how it happens. Um, I, I'm, and this yeah. is the thing. And I want to I want to say this for all the viewers. Just because black people talk about white people does not mean we're bashing on white people. It's just sometimes we have to talk about your history in a context that okay. makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs>
2: no, okay, absolutely.
1: I I'm, I I. I mm-hmm. We had this conversation with uh, some friends of mine not too long ago where we were just like, why is it whenever. Uh, A black person gets passionate about anything and it is not always positive. We are looked at as an angry black person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, tell me something we don't have to be angry about.
2: Oh my gosh!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Give me a subject that I should not be annoyed by. Come on. And, and, and once you find that subject, Mm -hmm. look real deep into it and look whose pockets are getting lined Mm -hmm. and getting filled Within us not being angry and black, because it still ain't us.
2: Oof, there's so much to unpack in that and not the least of which being part of the like frustration with black people being righteously upset about things is that there's such a normalization around just the image of black suffering. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, well, this is your normal. I mean, why are you upset about your normal? Mm-hmm. And Because it is not normal, all of us understand that when people are adamant or when they are frustrated or when they are vocal, look, there's a um, physician, she's an emergency room physician named Michelle Harper. She just wrote an incredible memoir called The Beauty in Breaking. And one of the lines that she says in the introduction is um, something, I'm paraphrasing, um, being able to name a thing is part of what galvanizes the human spirit to change it. And when black folks are talking about the things, we are naming the things. Mm -hmm. And it is absolutely bizarre that centering the comfort of people who have benefited from that suffering takes precedence over the legitimacy of naming that and saying, you uncomfortable, then let's do something about it right? You uncomfortable, you have power, you have resources. Come on, let's move then. But instead it's like, well, I'm tired of hearing about this. So I suppose you should stop. And so that is relevant whatsoever to our needs and like addressing them.
1: Have Have you seen, uh, Lovecraft? Oh
2: my gosh. Keep going.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. So in
1: Lovecraft, uh, the mother mm-hmm. of, uh, Epilita. Hippolyta. Hippolita. Hipp- Hippolyta. Mm. All right, that that is my favorite character on that show. Oh hands gosh, down. hands down. And when you when, you when you and you said it, it's like when she had to name herself.
2: Oh my gosh! Yes, I've pulled that I'm, back. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, literally fighting exploded. back tears it's right so now. It's so good, right? Oh, Episode man. seven. I know. So I know. You,
1: there's there two shows that I say that every uh, modern day, and even if you are not modern day, black person needs to watch it just because it'll improve your soul. Mm. It is Watchmen.
2: We're just right there today. And, and, and Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: I, The mm-hmm. thing that got me about Hippolyta's story within that, mm. within the, the naming, naming oneself, and mm-hmm. the show in general,
0: mm-hmm.
1: was that... Let me take a step back to take mm-hmm. step forward. There was a there was an individual that was a a, a TikToker that basically was like I'm tired of seeing uh, black struggle movies. I don't want to see them anymore. I I I don't need to have the police or the racism or I was in a situation because I was black and da 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 mm-hmm. da and it made it worse. And this is my triumphant story of overcoming. It's like if that's the only thing that we have yeah. showing us in media constantly that we have to struggle and overcome, mm-hmm. then it. Will never become normal for us to just be successful, to just to tell other stories. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it at first when he was first saying it. I was just like, "Nah, man, like these are our stories." We, we, I'm like, "Oh no, man, you're right." And and, and that going back to Lovecraft, Lovecraft, still that, still the, still the struggle, still right. the overcoming. But then it's like it's black sci-fi. It's black fantasy oh my gosh. It, it's it's not just solely focused on it racism is a, a lens that they use to sit up here and tell multifaceted stories within it for individual characters and when they talked about Hippolyta and then it went through being like I am oh I am I am not a stereotype of black I'm going to go and be a warrior and then I'm going to be just a wife and Mm -hmm. be happy with that. Then I'm going to be a scientist in space and be happy with that. And then I'm going to just be a a dancer in France with one of the greatest ever. And I'm just going to be okay with that. And at the end of all of it being like, all right, so you have a choice. You can be one with everything with us. You can be one with everything with us or you can go back and essentially go, go back, not only to the community, but to your fam, to your family to and your the family community and, all, right? and it's like, I got to go back because mm-hmm. I can't leave my daughter. Mm-hmm. I can't leave my community. And It goes back and I'm uh, mm-hmm.
2: that, but she took uh, her time, but, but she took her time and that I appreciated that. Listening to, um, some of the show writers, you know, there was the podcast too. along. No, you didn't know about the podcast hold on <laughs> I'm very angry with <laughs> it's so good um yeah there's like a podcast where they talk about each episode the show writers mm-hmm. um anyhow uh th- she she has this decision right where she's like there in space with Beyonce, mm. and they're like, "What is it gonna be? Are you gonna go home? Or are you gonna stay?" And initially, Hippolyta chose to stay. Mm-hmm. Right, hence Jigabobo. The next episode, yeah. um, it was so 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 intense. <laughs> that creepy song. Oh my gosh. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, going, but going, how come how come the little monster girls were actually like amazing movers? I was like, even when we're scary, we're dope. Like, Mm -hmm. look at this. But um, anyway, Hippolyta chooses to stay for a while because there was this thing that she needed to do and know in herself. And ultimately, that was part of what she carried back to set Diana on a radical future, right? And, And there's that too, right? These lines where we're like, I can't do in my community until I'm starting to do within myself. Um, and that's, that's hard I think for us in particular as black folks cause we're used to working with less and trying to do for all of us at the same time. And that like deficit of resources but magnification of task load is so normal to our part of trying to survive that like thriving which is what Hippolyta chose mm-hmm. um, feels utterly radical and questionable. And I'm like, let's reject, let's reject all of that, right? Like, I, I, I and that's why things like Watchmen, mm-hmm. Lovecraft, presenting, like, sure, we've got this context and we've got this history and it's full of brutality. And here's us, mm. here's us claiming and naming and doing and choosing and thriving.
1: Showing us is powerful, impactful. And my, my, one of my favorite things about the whole entire show Lovecraft. Mm. Every black person on their smart. Yeah. E- even the characters that you're like, ah, and then you oh, sit up here man. and find out their history. They go into their backstory. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the main character's name of that show? I'm gonna I'm I'm horrible with names. Tick. Tick.
2: Yeah.
1: His father. His beautiful.
2: Montrose.
1: His father in there. And then you find you first think he's just a drunk, just a sure, mess sure, up and everything sure. else. Mm. And then he's like, he's like Oh, you thought you, you thought your uncle had all had all the smarts. Yeah. I'm the one that knew all the books. I'm the one that's got all the information. Right. Da, 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 da. Right. I'm protecting you,
2: boy. And I'm like, mm. I was like, oh man, that's like black fatherhood, like Ooh. in a nutshell right now. <laughs> in a nutshell. Mm. Um, but no, oh man. Oh so uh,
1: this is I, I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna steal you away. We're gonna make a whole nother nerdy black podcast. Geek and it's all the way just uh, Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oof there's so much stuff that's like going on. All right, mm-hmm. let, me, let me put this past you because I just want to see what your feelings on this are. Okay. All right, so recently I feel like there's a surge in black sci-fi. Yeah. Like, and, it, and, it, and it started with, uh, oh, I'm going to forget the sister's name, uh, the, oh, the first black character on Star Trek.
2: Oh! Oh! Sure. Um, and then we got Jordy LaForge. Mm-hmm.
1: And then it, it was like literally we we, w- we went up the ranks. And then we had yep. we had Deep Space Nine had mm-hmm. our first black captain. Yeah. And and then everyone tried to be like, "This is the worst season of the show ever." And I'm like, "This Love is the Deep best Space season Nine. of the show ever." <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and, and now like we're going more into. Different spaces. The first Marvel movie that ever, yeah. ever was truly was successful. Blade.
0: Mm, come so, on, just let's just so start you guys there.
3: No, the first um, actress to play the first black character on sci-fi television was Nichelle Nichols, and it was also the first interracial kiss because the. Right. Right. With her and, uh, there you go. And
0: Captain. Captain Picard, not Picard. Kirk. Uh, Kirk. Captain Yeah, yeah because yes,
3: he kept is. messing. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to do. They said, um, "I love this story in media, and it's mm-hmm. something that I like raved about in film school, mm-hmm. but like." He literally purposely messed up and, like, would cross his eyes and stuff because they wanted to do a take without the kiss as a safe take, but they were obviously going to pick it. So he purposely messed it up every single time, um, like, the take without the kiss and, like, crossed his eyes and did nice. something weird so mm-hmm. that they would have to choose the take with the kiss. Look at that. and air that
2: on live I, love, I love, it. I love it. It's, I
1: love it. It's sometimes weird, especially – Media has, uh, media entertainment has such a close relationship with, with the black community. And it's a thing that's like, you know, we were the entertainers back in the day. We were TV before TV. You know, they made us shuck and jive and mm. sing and dance for them and play all the instruments and everything mm. else. And even now when I, when I look at entertainment, I'm like, damn, we're still the same thing. TikTok, mm. Uh, mm. Instagram, all those things are, are our culture, if not us directly. <sighs> Yeah. making dances, songs, whatever it is, and then people appropriating it yeah. and making millions of dollars. Very
2: out much, just faster. Fast. At the speed of light so that we barely even recognize what's happening. And, mm.
1: and this, is, it's the double-edged sword of, of Tyler Perry where I'm like, we need people like you that make X amount of money to do X amount of things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, you might be toxic. Yes, you might sure. have tropes that you're you're making us (laughs) fall into but Mm -hmm. but at the same time you made one of the largest studios in atlanta yeah and you could have made it anywhere Mm. and it it becomes one of those things that i i now look at not only black people but people in general differently i'm like i can't judge you solely on your mistakes yeah because if, if if i do then there will be no one in the world I can talk to. Oh my gosh. Because everyone is done wrong in some kind of way. Yeah. And I think that that becomes like the whole entire thing of people messing up religion where it's like, hey, no matter what religion you subscribe to, there's yeah. some core principles to all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I subscribe, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not religious. Sure. I'm spiritual. But I believe that the rituals that we do within religion are tools to show us how to be a better neighbor. Yeah, and going into looking at people as being like, you must forgive. Mm. You don't need to forget. Mm. H- history, history. Yeah, please history don't. History is always <laughs> teaching. History is always teaching. <laughs> but you don't need to forget. But you yeah. do need to forgive. Yeah. And I think that right now, when I look at like a person like like a Tyler Perry, anybody that's in in the media that that has taken ownership within black entertainment and I look at like Oprah like that and everything else and everyone's like, you should be doing or whatever else. So I'm like, they've done enough. Yeah. They can do more and hopefully they do. Yeah. But him alone starting up that studio, yeah, shows like Atlanta mean like mm. these shows for seasons that people are waiting and begging for right. the insecure mm. uh queen and slim mm. like mm. all these things coming up now being not the typical black stories of them like yo i don't need another yeah. slave film yeah I, ne- I need i need four more black panthers
2: oh my gosh yes like, yes yes yes
1: they, they make fun of me because uh i i am way too much on black panther like i i, yeah, I get it yeah I, it's just for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: when that when that movie came out,
2: yeah,
1: and it showed black people as being more
0: mm-hmm.
1: overall, yeah. just more, mm-hmm. and and showing uh showing us in Africa without tiki flies flying on us Come without on. us being the most poorest thing ever, mm-hmm. and just showing showing us prosperous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It woke something up in me.
2: Yeah.
1: Though I yeah. do we ha- we talked about something before the show, and I want to mention it now. We were, we were speaking about how uh, Black History Month yeah. and how amazing it would be if, like, our Hebrew brothers and sisters, we could make it into uh, a month where it's like, hey, we're going to give you paid time off, and we're going to let you go back to whatever your Mecca is, a.k.a. Africa, <laughs> meet your ancestors, learn your history. Because wouldn't it be magical if Black History Month meant, a hey, you just, like... Hey, you're 15 mm. or you're you're 25 or whatever the age is. We're gonna send you back to Africa mm. for X amount of time, and not and not in some, not, not in a way of mm. the the. I'm trying to find the right words for it. Uh, um, when white people go go over to other countries, like I'm gonna go build a house. Look at that! be yeah, something
2: great, like the um um type yeah, of thing. The yeah. volunteer mm-hmm. like.
1: For us to one, put some money back into those communities, not with tourism, but with tourism of of yeah, us yeah, going yeah. back and visiting, our mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. more so that to start building that connection back between Black Americans mm-hmm. and Africans. He's
2: speaking to my heart, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Because I, I I when recently when they're recently. I was let known. And it usually happens within one of our media formats, and this time it was comedy. Being, hey, there's Africans and there's Blacks. Africans do not like Blacks. When you when they come to, when Africans come to America, they they treat us in the same lens or look at us through the same lens that white people do. They're like, don't get in trouble. Don't go with those gang members. You're gonna sit up here at X, y, and Z. and
0: yeah, I, I really, mm, mm.
1: I don't know who the right person is out there that has the grants and has the visionary aspects mm. to make this happen. But we need to make Black History Month us going back home. We Wouldn't need to take pilgrimage. Like pilgr-
2: pilgrimage. Yes. Come on. Um, yeah, like a sojourn. And I do think that there are so many ways that like visiting a space can have that like reciprocal mutual engaging kind of respect when we left our like almost half month in nairobi man my spouse and i had to have been like the most depressed people going in the taxi cab back to the airport because the we learned so much it was revolutionary in our own minds to see just all of this normalization around all of our diversity and all of this thriving and just all of this relaxed usness um in our in our in our in an un Impeded space now there's history right Mm -hmm. like so many places are touched by colonial history but um (laughs) come on right there's so many there's so many but um but part time (laughs) we can keep going right but one of the things that at least for me it like perpetually became part of our five-year plan that we would go and move back Mm -hmm. and stay for a while but for me i didn't want to commit to that until I knew that I'd be able to be in a space in a capacity that was like reciprocally beneficial in that space like participating as a community member right in some way or another not just even though this also has its benefits like going and buying stuff and seeing stuff I'm I'm for that Mm. um but like Not just as a consumer is what Mm -hmm. I mean. Right. Um, Because that's that's an easy slope too. that's an easy frame of mind to be like, ah, this is just a new sort of identity thing for black Americans to consume. And it's there for us, which is actually really colonial in that kind of perpetuation of like, Oh, there's this thing that's different and I like it. So now I'm going to take it and own its benefits. Like that's actually a toxic pattern in my in yeah. my opinion. But, um, I think that there are ways, especially for, um, we we have community members right like we have people across the diaspora right around us all the time and some of it is us too sitting with our discomfort in what are now mutual spaces and saying all right i have all of these things that i'm bringing and you have so many things that you're bringing and let's like sit here and figure out our bridges and our commonalities through all of the messy process all of the history and mind you so much of the tension of those histories exists because of the, as a professor put it to me once, the colonial hangover that we're all suffering under, right? Like it's,
1: you know what i'm i'm over this i can't i can't do anymore you need to have your own show you need to have your own (laughs) damn show okay yo for real for real like you you speak this language way too well to to for for it to be isolated to just derail (laughs) I need to share that uh, with the funny. world. And, 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 and I think we got a really good platform with your morning drip, oh but I goodness. think you need something that's very, bigger. That's uh, very
0: generous.
1: It, that's le, funny. Let me, let me throw this idea past you. Okay. Um, you know how there's now Bitcoins and there's the whole yeah. entire NFT and even more so now they're doing the whole entire buying digital retail space. Of being like, hey, there's a plot of land in the internet ethos that you can now buy. So you you literally can be like, I'm gonna go buy the White House in this digital landscape. It's not real, and people don't get that every every website someone gotcha. can make a different White House plot of land that's okay. working on. So they don't get that. My thought is this: What happened if there's some way that we can do? And and I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up the turn term, terminology, but just follow me. Mm. Some way that we could crypto mine or pull our resources together to start buying back Africa. And oh not goodness. just buying back Africa for ourselves. Like, if it was like, hey, dear black America, we're going we're gonna to sit up here and say we want to take 0.1% of all of our combined income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 0.1. Not, not even 1%. 0.1 of our combined income. We're going to put it and either the stock market, Bitcoin, whatever. And it's going to be solely to buy back colonized land
0: hmm.
1: from, in, in Africa hmm. for us to start our own Wakanda and be shared not hmm. only with us as black, but with Africans. Hmm. With that, with, to be like, hey, all the people that live out here, Build the infrastructure. We're not going to come here for X amount of years. Here's the money to build the infrastructure. But before you start building that infrastructure, you have to build your own houses. You have to sit up here and gotcha. take care of I your own stuff. Going. You have to make mm-hmm. these community things so mm-hmm. then we can build this other thing. And it's not going to be your servants to us. It's not going to yeah. be, hey, yeah. you built this. Now we moved in like yeah, they yeah, did yeah, with yeah, the Mormons. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh and, uh, um, <laughs> uh, and oh, my God. We just talked about it with yeah. the Beltas. Remember the oh, Mormons? They had oh, the whole entire I spaceship. About that they made the Belters line. build the spaceship for right. them, and then the Belters end up taking it. I wanted oh, to be like. Oh, I
2: forgot about that. That was hey, so good. <laughs> we're, we're,
1: like, just how my, uh, once again, the, the, the beautiful Filipino culture, Yeah. They, they sit up here and send people to America to make the money, to send the money back home, yeah. to sit up here and take care of their family. Mm. But I wanted to be like, hey, instead of us, what we're doing is you, you moved me to America. You didn't move. They stole me, (laughs) brought me to America. Mm. I take the money and I'm, and I'm helping you build big mama's house. And we just all Mm -hmm. live there. Mm
2: -hmm. I see what you're saying. And it's interesting. So this tying back to what you said about why there's this emergence in black sci-fi it's because expansive possibility Right, We're tired of the lines, we're tired of the boxes, we're tired of the parameters that say like, this is reasonable imagination for you to attain, right? Your trip back to Africa needs to be mm-hmm. volunteerism. What you're doing and what you're saying is trying to reject all of that and sheerly through imagination and possibility and seeing the resources and saying, I'm not gonna be limited to what's been done before, projecting out something new. Mm-hmm and and it's interesting and it's tricky because the models that we have for that in the past are very colonial and i heard you say it's not this it's not this it's not this right um and i think that that is i think that's a very free thing to say like sure we've seen in the past that this is the way that this stuff is going to be done someone sends resources and they say this is for you but really it's for me Mm -hmm. um that's not what you're saying and that is so nuanced and important. I feel like, um, like all things, just like with folks that end up moving here who are like black and about the blackness, I think that there's so much that we can mutually gain from each other, but some of it depends on the posture that we enter into a space to. Mm-hmm. If we're willing to learn from a space on its own terms and listen first, like, then, I think that we we're only our work's only as good as it is relevant, mm-hmm. right, and that's I feel like what you're pitching for, and I think that there is possibility to grow things out of the resources that we have now, like this very strange virtual economy um internationally, with our cousins, brothers, sisters um, across the pond to build things that haven't existed before so long as they stay by for and from the people whose home space that is so that we avoid the errors of the colonizing tools you know what I'm saying
1: I'm, I I just imagine us you know how they they put whole foods and and whatever in our neighborhood to Enough. let us know that it's, it's it's time's almost up for us yes Wouldn't it be crazy if Whole Foods was just black? if it was just food from our garden what food that means. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like hey we found a smarter way of getting like you know resources mm. and different stuff from mm. let's just say africa like we we oh we brought gosh. things over just how they do from south america so just how they do from china and mm. everything else but it's like hey we brought these natural resources over here mm. you know uh, was it M- Monsanto the the company oh that does gosh. all the weirdness with the corn it's like hey yeah, yeah 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 so you you did this horribleness with corn we found a different Energy fuel source da 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 within this that we can now bring over. We don't need mm. your canola oil da 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 corn starch stuff. Here, mm-hmm. here it is. Mm-hmm. You could take the seeds. Mm-hmm. Every black person can take the seeds. Come the on. seeds are yours. Go. You own them like you own the DNA in your body because it, it, it is part of yours. Black farmers, as far as I could see. Mm,
2: could you imagine? And it just
1: goes back and forth feeding each other. Yeah. I feel like we get told we're crazy whenever we start to think like that mm. but that's all the things that they did I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's lots of precedents for that working right like and I and I agree with you you were saying earlier on today that like there are examples of people trying to do these things and it's slower and it's hard because apart from all of the barriers that are already there there's like the challenges that come with trying to do a radical new thing period just labor right you know it's going to be seven days a week you know you're never going to be able to stop working you know it's going to be thankless for a long time you know all of these things and and that is hard but that's also why i feel so much like um more of us means more for us like if we really do that's a
1: bar by the way oh is it? that was a oh, bar you oh. <laughs> uh, okay.
3: um, someone screen capture that <laughs> Jeez. When, yeah, like you guys are talking about is so important and like that's why like, when I get hair products too I try to make sure they cause like they'll say fair trade but if they don't have the actual like yeah reference from the company then it's that's not really right. fair trade mm-hmm. it's like how someone says well this is dentist approved but it doesn't have the American thing mm-hmm. I look for that and mm-hmm. when I like buy stuff because it's so important because otherwise it's like where are they getting this shade better from
2: yeah absolutely exactly exactly it's um it goes back to what you were saying about black folks in slavery the big crime being reading and the crime was knowing right like that's where the power comes right and if you could read you could know and the last thing that is wanted is for people to know because if you know you can choose right and how did we come from a whole ass
1: continent Mm. not a country africa's a continent come on it's a continent (laughs) please (laughs) so Mm. how did we come from a whole ass continent come to america and they stripped of of our language they stripped of of our history Mm. they bred us like cattle Mm. so they took love to a certain extent from us and we had to re-envision what love is especially between the black woman that had to go through yeah. crazy amounts, raise their kids, try to still raise ours, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and, and then they'd be like, How are you
2: lost? Oh my gosh. You had 200 years. Oh my gosh. That was like three people ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, 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 for that. Come on. And, and,
1: and, then, and then they're like, Hey, 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 LeBron, just shut up and dribble. Don't have a political opinion about stuff. That's not what we pay you for. You know what you're going to be. You're going to be. And this is the sad. This is the sad thing about this show. It's 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 ten o'clock. Already. This is the
2: sad thing. thing so about the show. No. Um,
3: that's what everyone says. is two hours is going to be so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Wait, we're not. It's like <laughs> it's two and a half hours. It's there. like, we're yo, like, oh, I thought, thought we were still in like the
1: first thirty minutes, <laughs> <laughs> of it. and I'm like, no, we're two and a half hours. You got to go. <laughs> I've
3: like, trying to, to end this. I've been saying you guys. So, right. So, there's something
1: that we're gonna start up with the show, and and I really want you to be one of the first people that's a part of it. If you're willing to, you can totally say no. This is no pressure. Besides, you're on, you know, live on camera, and there's. People watching it now. Um, I, I want to start having people back on the show monthly to 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 continue on the conversation wow. to be like, hey, yo, like I want you to come back, even if it's not for the full episode, if it's like, yeah, I can do an hour, I can do a half hour, like just to come back and chat with us. And I feel like you're beautiful ass soul needs, needs to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll figure it out later. I ain't going to put you on the spot. spot. I'm just going to say it in front of these cameras. So you have a record that I said it to you. (laughs) Um, But there, there is some, some random things within the news today that we need to get into. Okay. I I have loved that every episode in, in, in this month of February has become flackety black, black, black. Come on. And and I just, I'm just excited about it. It's a, it's a really good thing to me. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna quickly go through uh through some of these some of these stories. So first off, um, I have to give we have to give flowers to a brother, um, and it's Snoop Dogg. Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg just recently uh bought was it's Death Row Records he bought right?
3: Um, I, I believe
1: yes. so. Hey, hey, Sue's gave me the thumbs up. I realized the link that I had for this is not the link that I need for this. No. Um, but yeah, Snoop Dogg bought whoa that that was weird uh Snoop Dogg just bought Death Row Records uh also just hosted uh the halftime show with the Super Bowl with Dr. Right. Dre and it's one of those things that I I remember that you know the parental advisory sticker on the bottom of the CD was right. because of NWA <laughs> because of, because of Snoop because of Dre mm. because of easy because of Cube and now it's crazy to think that you are on the biggest televised show of the year you doing the halftime show after you just bought yeah. the music label that they condemned you for forever? Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. And isn't that brother also making wine now? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it <sighs> Yeah.
3: Snoop is like one of my like one of my favorite like music celebrities in the sense of like he's yeah. just like a generally like just a chill person. Mm-hmm. But also like he cares like so it's much. clear. And he's just like like I love his cooking book he has with Martha Stewart nice like, yeah you
1: know that nice no i knew that but it, it's 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 always weird because like whatever is on the fringe that of of our culture or is accepted by our culture that gets pushed aside by them it's like all right we got to push it out and make it hard for you to do it make it so you have to be relying upon us to do it and then we're going to pull you all the way in mm-hmm. and when I wanted wanted to rechange the definition of whitewash because I got tired of people being like, "Hey, mm. you're black, you're whitewashed because you're articulate because you sit up here and you're not a gang member and you don't right. you don't live these certain stereotypical things." That I think you need to. I think that whitewash needs to be solely to being like, "Hey, when they take black culture and they dump it in bleach," uh, and and so mm. yes. What the heck is this?
3: Um, this huge ass London. I know, I'm banner. just like, can
1: you go away? Yeah. Uh all right, there, there you go. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, well yeah. Snoop Dogg, uh, now owner of Death Row Records, which is which is dope. Uh, yeah. I think it's amazing, but you know what? Hold on. We're just gonna go straight Super into exciting. Oh man. I I, I
3: just
1: mm-hmm. the halftime mm-hmm. show is. The 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 <laughs> All right, yes. Uh so one, I'm happy, my A. Uh, and I know we're gonna get hit with all the fun copyright of infringements, so I'm just gonna talk over, but yeah i just I just love the fact that
2: wow, see, I was at work, so I missed this
1: i i'm I'm the fact that we had some of the most classic. Oh my Halftime gosh. shows have been Beyonce.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Janet. hmm Dre. Oh. Got, got 50 cents in here hanging okay. in the bar. He ain't as skinny as he once was when he was, was doing I this. I almost didn't recognize him, brother.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he,
1: yeah. Come I, on. I, I just really, I just think it's. Just, I don't know. It's just hilarious to me that I'm like, all these white owners own this stuff. When when was it? 90% of the athletes mm-hmm. on there are black. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that there's only one coach right now in the NFL that's black. Right. And so it's like, right. we, we,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're made to be obsolete within even the things that.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That wouldn't <laughs> be there without us. We wouldn't
1: be there without us, but <sighs> yes uh Oof. but yeah the halftime show was amazing and uh, i heard uh uh mary j blige was was dancing her butt off okay um I'm, 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 i to I'm so. see if, I can, if we can Ooh, there there it is there it is all right all, right. all <laughs> right hold on one second let me let me get it let me get it full screen
0: because
1: you because you can never have too much mary j blige in your life
2: uh, oh my i goodness. also love this the- was a party
1: just I don't know how old Mary is, but still looking damn oh, good. Of course, yeah,
2: looking damn good. <laughs> Come on, she knows too. Oh my goodness, this was I, for us. I this whole this thing. <laughs> <me so> <sighs> yeah. Oh my gosh, they put up a black party.
1: You know, hey, I, I, I I'll take it. I'll, yeah. take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it too. Um, nice. But yes, uh, Mm. also, all right, so how do you feel about Kanye? Okay.
2: Here's what I, here's what I think. Mm -hmm. Um, In that same book that I'm reading right now by the ER doctor, Mm -hmm. um, she has this moment where she talks about, forgiveness and she's speaking to someone who was a woman and a victim of rape in the military. And one of the essential things about that is that she like, Stands firm on that forgiveness. One is a thing that happens in your own time mm-hmm. as the person who was harmed. And two ultimately is about your liberation, not for the sake of the other person, because they have their own journey and their own work. Yes. And I can't speak to that for that brother. <laughs> um, I know that for me, um, there is so much in me being like, you are on your journey. Mm -hmm. And I am on mine. Mm -hmm. And that means picking and choosing when I invest. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard because we are a smaller community. So what one person does or says inevitably has a resounding impact on Mm -hmm. the rest of us, even if that's just in like mass awareness and popular culture. It takes so much work for us to like extricate ourselves and our identity from like the shenanigans of some of those in our community. And um, so those are things that I am still like deciding where Mm. I am at with when I feel like it, because I think that it also, for me, I'm like, why I always gotta center this foolishness, right? Like I'm over here trying to like do what I do and love what I love. And then this like foghorn of absurdity blares in. Um now I do know that some of the conversation, because I heard it at home mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Uh, about his musical prowess yeah. in general, right? Um, I mean, it's so wild, but like I my college years, mm-hmm. the soundtrack was college dropout, yep. right? Like all of these. Um So I was just talking to a coworker about this, shout Mm. out Marcus, and um, we were talking about how, because I think because our culture is very binary, very either or, very like in or out, very cancel-y, it's simpler to say, this thing has caused offense, therefore nothing is ever worth anything. And that is challenging because it's not realistic right like um and so we have to come to this place where Mm -hmm. we can fully embrace that people who do amazing things are flawed and people who seem entirely unflawed are capable of complete mediocrity um and we have to like learn to embrace that that's what it is um so Kanye can be a very talented person mm-hmm. and I don't ever want to have him at the cookout.
3: <laughs> It'd be so stressful, no, right, like, all right, all right.
1: Oh. no, this, 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 this that is
3: was such a bar saying people <laughs> who are <laughs> completely unflawed or capable of complete mediocrity. <laughs> that is so important.
2: Yeah.
1: So this is, this is my, I've, I'm, I've been developing this theory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Kanye was, in a very, very weird way. And you're going to have to follow me for like two seconds. Kanye Mm -hmm. West, in a very weird way, is a magnifying glass on the black experience as a whole.
2: Keep going. Say more.
1: So, one, mental health. Us being being black, having to deal with the experience. Us trying to articulate what's in our head and say it in a way that the rest of the world can understand. Slavery was a choice. Uh, uh, Harriet Tubman just sold slaves to like all those things it's like hey if you break down and we talked about this last episode but like if you break down the context of what he's trying to say like hey I'm not saying that slavery was a choice because of X I'm saying that it was a thing of we were you know X amount of people on the field could have tried to overthrow we could have done our own civil war within each individual plantation Mm -hmm. but they 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 did something to us to make us feel little, to make us feel small, to make us feel weak. Powerless. And that might've been, you know, the the damn near year journey from going from Africa to America and sitting up here starving us by the time we got here, you know, X amount of us are dead, sitting up here having to live next to the people that we once called brother and sister and they're just corpses.
0: Mm. All
1: that to say that like, when you go back to Kanye within, it's like, so the mental health, well, mental health,
3: mm-hmm.
1: us being able to, to, to speak our truth gonna in a way. going to
3: come in here, I guess.
1: Okay. To speak our truth in a way that everyone can understand, um, even, even more so, the, the situation of being entertainers and having yeah. to live uh, these multifaceted lives where it's like everything that we do is ridicule. Yeah. Like, no matter if we do something great. Or if we do something horrible. And if we call out the truth instead of parents say, George Bush doesn't like black people, even though we say it in a very technically respectful way, yeah. we are still the worst person ever now. So I just look at like the encapsulation of him, especially them being like, hey, I'm dead broke, but my parents are super, especially his mother, super well-educated, da-da-da-da-da. We, we are these multifaceted things. Mm. And I look at Kanye being like, his whirlwind of a life Mm. is very similar if we break it down into parts of our story or at least he's if he was the book of black people yeah like each one of his segments of his life is a different (sighs) chapter in our story and it just makes sense to it that's 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 that was it for a nutshell with me um yeah but that all to say
0: (laughs) to bring me to the to bring me
1: to the clip of uh Uh, Come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Travis and to the families of the people who lost the lives. Uh, Man, why does this have to be so small? Uh, One intended this to happen. Travis didn't have any idea what was happening when he was on stage and was very hurt by what happened. And yes, Travis will be with me at Coachella, but I need Billy to apologize before I perform. What? (laughs) What? Up, bro, <laughs>
0: right on time. This Don't is Brittany. Time. <laughs> like, me, right no, oh, no, no. Look, Brittany's gotta go. She oh, does, she yeah. oh, does oh, have to yeah. go. So, we're gonna, we, we, we're gonna, go. We're
1: gonna, we're gonna quickly go through it up because we got uh, I'm gonna say another oh,
2: 10 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's safe. That,
1: that was a great catch last save. Uh, anyways, basically, within this, I just thought it was hilarious that. I don't know which, if you knew what happened, but basically, uh, Billie Eilish, the girl that used to have the green hair, uh-huh. that now has the blonde hair, uh-huh. that sings the, uh, uh, I'm a bad guy. Okay. Yes, <laughs> that, that person. Basically, uh, they did a concert, and uh, someone was having an asthma attack in the middle of the concert, she stopped the concert, helped save them. But then the ethos of the internet decided to make this into a, see the white girl set up here and saved him see travis scott set up here and let all these people die what What happened so travis scott so travis scott very famous Mm -hmm. rapper that basically had a concert and there's multiple incidents where people were getting either trampled on or passed out during the concert and he didn't stop the concert and it's now becoming this like political thing of was it right was it wrong did he have control of it was he aware yeah. what should he used to have mosh pits at concerts and everything else this person is a bad person and, and this is a shining gotcha. example of yeah. a beacon of a white woman that came and stopped the concert and shame on travis scott and kanye is basically being like yeah so he's gonna go do coachella with me just so y'all know.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. just
4: yeah. Uh, just fyi he's gonna be uh, at coachella yeah.
2: <laughs> so wow. On my on my
1: thing was I'm just like,
2: yeah.
0: Doesn't work. <sighs>
2: yeah. It sounds like a like very aggressive flattening out of a story to like a dimensionality that doesn't that's easy.
1: I just I'm just like, dear world, just because there's context between two things does not mean there's actually context between <laughs> yeah. two things. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. What just, uh, yeah. Well, like
3: with the Kanye mental health conversation, like mm. people have been talking about it on TikTok too. And they're saying, like, going off, because he's a mentally ill bipolar person. Like, he has very severe bipolar disorder, like, type 1. Mm. And so um, they're talking about, like, it's obviously okay to criticize him, but, like, villainizing him... Is it in vilifying him in that way is a completely different context, especially as a mentally ill black man? Yes. So, like, this isn't the conversation. Like, villainizing Kanye is not really important in the grand scheme of things, but criticizing him is 100% valid. Say all of that. But yes. It's hard on the internet for two things to be true at once. Like, Mm -hmm. people have a hard time. Oh my gosh. That's so
2: important, what you just said. Well, speaking of. That was a really good comment.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm I'm going to flip it to the other side. Mm Uh, there's a moment within the Super Bowl, and I meant to mention this earlier, but I didn't, and I'm gonna do it now. Um, that I, I feel is weird that we're shining a light on. Eminem kneels in the middle of Dr. Dre's Super Bowl halftime show.
4: Um, didn't even see it.
1: Uh who the fuck cares? <laughs> oh. it's- like, I mean I mean it's it's like, yo, Colin Kaepernick, I wore the jersey all weekend. Mm-hmm.
0: You like
1: did? I, I I saw it. I'm, I'm I I am a spokesperson of I stand with Cap. Uh, no, we don't have the print in here. Uh, but like, it is my thing. I am weirded out that they made such a big deal that like, yo, uh, Eminem wasn't supposed to kneel during the halftime show. Of course, they're not gonna actually have the picture of him kneeling. Yeah, it's but, uh, it, but but he wasn't even kneeling. Like having the one fist up and taking the knee, he like has his hands in his head and he's like kneeling down. And I'm like. This is almost a Justin Timberlake, uh, Janet Jackson scenario all over again. Mm. Where well, we're going to give so much focus on the other party in this instead of the real issue that was behind it. I just wanted to put some light on it. If you well, have anything to say, mm. go
4: ahead. What was the issue?
1: He wasn't supposed to kneel. Like, I guess beforehand he asked if he if he was allowed to kneel or something like that. And the Super Bowl people said no. And then he kneeled anyways. But it was the week. Like, uh, let me, let me
2: hold on. Let me. See that might be the.
4: That might be one of the dumbest worries.
2: <laughs> this is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Yeah,
4: you're, you're that, that's what you're saying too, right? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. I'm saying
1: is like, why
2: is this the, the center? The the center oh, of like, yeah,
1: exactly. All the epicness of moments of things that we could be talking yeah. about, and it's. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let yeah, me see. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. This this this. Oh my Feels goodness. like hijacking. Of like what was a celebration it's just like,
4: okay.
0: why does that matter? Yes,
2: yeah <laughs> it wasn't like they
1: sit up here and hey. Colin Kaepernick like raised up in all all black outfit and started singing like uh the slim shady LP or whatever yeah. else, and then he took a knee with them like no, he just
4: quick question, whose hat is that or is that a light? I, I can't look tell like baseball uh, yeah it it at. also I, I
1: do want to remark and uh i need to find hold on let me find another picture of of this um maybe maybe they'll have it in here uh let's see let's see, let's see if this is it uh dr dre looks like uncle phil
4: well yeah dr dre was looking real looking like outrageously uncle.
2: come on like let a man age with i'm not mad no, at it he,
1: i was just like yo they're redoing the series and like uncle phil is dead how crazy would it be if they brought back Uncle Phil as Dr. Dre?
4: Yeah, this 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 series is not looking.
1: No, no, I, it's I not like, looking
4: tight. Like I'm mad at Will for for putting the new series together. I
0: heard it was good. I like, seen like, it yet. really?
4: That's what I heard. All right, I'm gonna trust you. See,
1: this is this is the same thing when Eminem did the uh the the freestyle rap thing on BET for the BET Awards. They had uh-huh. the freestyle battle. Mm. And he did one for Donald Trump, and everybody was like, "Oh man, he roasted Donald Trump." It was a work. It was the weakest freestyle ever, especially from the rap battle god Eminem. Mm. It was the weakest thing ever. It was. It was
4: bad. It was a long time ago for him. You know what I'm saying? All, All. All that matters is that he did it uh i mean
1: i guess i mean if we're giving
4: participation awards that is you got to roll out all right
1: all right so what we're going to do really quickly is we're going to give you uh our final segment and let you get out and then i guess i'll do the rest of this Um, so you're going to look in this camera right here and we're going to do grind your beans so grind your beans all right so this next segment is called grind your beans where we basically tell what's annoying you irking you bothering you annoying you whatever it is new big small doesn't matter Tell us, Brittany, what's grinding your beans?
2: Hmm. I think right now it is all of the potential um, that we have, and all of the skill, and all of the ideas, and all of the capacity, and my impatience for the structures to already be there so that we can just go forth and thrive. Like waiting is probably what annoys me. I know that that's part of enduring, but um, we endure but i'm ready right like we're ready <laughs> so that's probably what is grinding my beans right now
1: all right you know uh let's give a round of applause for Brittany being on the show today
2: uh-huh. epically amazing uh one, one more time can you tell them about the art show before you leave absolutely so if you go on the multnomah county library's instagram if you go to deadstock and pick up a barcode if you are sorry uh um PR code QR code QR code take a picture uh, with your phone yep mm-hmm. if you go to the North Portland library there are flyers there's all kinds of ways to submit if you are an Afro identifying person who lives in Portland Oregon your work of art to this online gallery that'll be launched in the end of February and sub- accepting submissions through the 20th um, there are prizes there's going to be winners in each age group and it's very easy and it's about our community being celebrated in our public space without boundaries. So, please come on,
4: it's ready. Right. I, man, that, that's a, that's amazing. Judges. Are you? Oh wow. Yes, I'm and
2: Ronis is um, a judge, gotta, you gotta so you
4: have to. I know. I might have please. to get. I might have to get my so art easy. on. I Do love. It. I'm. I'm sad. I wasn't here mm-hmm. earlier. My bad. y'all was. your boy was night nighting. I was out. I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> not even gonna act like I was doing something else. But uh, but I love the the library is an amazing resource, and I think that a lot of people don't utilize it for what it. Mm-hmm
2: all the possibilities yeah. So i know this library much. is amazing
1: it's, it's, you know it's always been one of those like pillars within the black community but we're gonna we're gonna let you go yeah you thank go. you so go i'm gonna see you at the library the moving of the moving
3: <laughs> and i gotta reframe again
1: uh, again we're just gonna get the other camera i'm just you know fin- finally w- we've been blessed with me not being the worst human being ever so yes um, um can i just
4: again? stay here
0: it's out bathroom working at
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh shout out bathrooms. Shout out, shout out oh my bathrooms. Gosh, why? <laughs>
1: just airing out the system.
4: No, I didn't say anything. All I said was shout out bathrooms. Yes. Um. You put that mic on the I like yeah. this one. The other ones in my eyeball all the time. You don't like the eyeball? No, oh, I like. No, I like my eyeball. That's why. <laughs> That's why like <one>, you don't <laughs> like. That. You, can, you know, you can do it just like this. Sure. Then, then we can, you know,
1: do the things. All right. So you. You ready for the, for the next uh, segment of the things? I'm ready. All right. So we did Eminem milk uh, kneeling. Uh, so Eminem milk. We did Eminem M&M M&M milk. milk. That sounds fire.
4: It does actually sounds. Yo, I'm, I wanted
1: to say this. I recently, when I when I just went on my trips. Oh man, we got so much to talk about. All right, we're gonna do this real quick. Um, so first off, uh, I went to Seattle. went uh-huh. to New York. DJed in both places. Oh, I, I didn't know you went I, to New York. Yeah, I went oh. to New York, yo, bro, yo, bruh. Bro, I did his thing Ooh, I gotta, I gotta put something in, in, in the I, I'm i gonna blow your mind with something And you're gonna realize my superpower That we've already addressed Within being uh, a thing Is even better than we once thought
4: The one that I can't speak of anymore?
1: Uh, no, of, of me being able to call things out Oh, okay All
4: right. That's, I was told I can't speak of a certain superpower That he has that he won't say is his superpower w-
1: My superpower helping people? Is that what you're talking about?
4: Yeah, yeah. Are we allowed and to talk about
3: Cop Ronin?
1: Jesus. <laughs> I didn't, saying, I didn't say it.
3: We're just saying, bro. You could have stopped Eweezy's car from getting broken. That's right. Know. It could have been you, but you weren't there.
4: Rono cop. It could have been you, bro.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you knew. One of your employees came out with me this weekend. <laughs> uh, and we had a fantastic time. Shout out to Nori, was in the building with me oh in New gosh. York. Oh, my God, Hey, man. That is. Uh, all right. Man, so we, I like that. That's Noreen. <laughs> uh, I met this lovely human being uh, and at, uh, at my show in New York, which it was crazy. It was, a, it was a ton of fun. They ended up coming up and hosting the oh whole entire part, rest of the party with me. And it was dope. Um, and, and the best part about it is, I got her absolutely shitfaced.
4: <laughs> man, this light is putting a reflection.
1: Yo, it it it. I
4: just need you to send me That's her long lost family member, auntie that you didn't know about. That? Huh? How would that be my auntie? Because she's older than us. She is. Yeah, black don't crack, baby. Oh man. Yeah, no, nah, uh, that's like uh, what was it? Um, and don't be a menace when his uh, his son is, is older than him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's still my that's still that's my niece, but that's, she's just older than me. Yo,
1: oh okay. And so then there's even more craziness because this is this is the now the third or fourth time this has happened. Uh, you during, keep seeing
4: Nori. No,
0: Nori uh,
3: is everywhere. And Nori
1: is
4: everywhere. It's like Scott Van Pelt. Wait, uh, how do I? I need to get my lips right. Get your lips right. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be having them looking all crackly on the TV. Ah, stop.
1: Stop. Man.
4: Why is it hard to
1: pause the iPhone? I never, I always feel like an old ass person whenever I have to deal with that. Um, let's I see if it's just up on here. Yes, it is. <laughs> Download. Shut up, y'all youth. <laughs> Tired of all y'all. I was um,
3: expecting Ronan to be looking at me. I was making fun of him for the chapstick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is this is now the uh the 3rd or 4th time someone's proposed at, at one of one of my Valentine's Day parties that I did. So I'm really happy about it, you know.
3: It's so wholesome.
1: Got 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 that young love. It's pretty dope. I feel really good.
3: Some single person there is just crying. D- just like, no, <laughs>
4: Okay, I, I can't get nothing. I
3: can't get nothing. Get when nothing. is it my turn to be happy? Yeah. <laughs> <ain't>
4: bars. Um,
3: <laughs> no anyways, that
1: that, that was the, the, the tr- That was that. But uh you know, as usually happens within this show, we we always gotta do it. Um there's been some more Dave Chappelle news. Did you hear about this? Nope. All right, so basically they're doing uh you know what, I'll just play it and then I'll explain afterwards what ended up happening. Can I get this to go first, uh, I. All right, let's, let's Ah! Can you hear me?
3: Yes. I am Dave Spell. Can you turn the I just to say mic. Put the mic closer to it. And Marianne,
1: I can talk to you about this privately. Um, I don't know why the village council would be afraid of litigation for a $24 million a year company while they it's out the $65 million a year company. I cannot believe you would make me audition
0: for you. I am not bumping I will take it all off the table. That's all. Thank you.
1: All right, so Dave Chappelle is supposed to uh, basically invest into the city. He has a couple of different businesses that he's going to start that totals in the worth of sixty-five million dollars. Oh. and basically what's going on is they're building some new affordable housing, uh, but they're building it in the legislation of being like, hey, we're going to open up this affordable housing. We're going to build these contracts. We're going to give them to people. This is what what we're going to do. Um, so the thing that actually is going on that the, the news is doing a horrible job of reporting is one, the contracts all fucked up. Like the way that they have the city contract for these new, uh, low income housing doesn't make any sense. And the low income housing, what would you think if you were to buy a low income house or the, the, the mortgage or rent or whatever else, what would you think it would be for low
4: income, and especially in Ohio next to farms and stuff? Um, I mean, I guess it it, it all kind of depends. There's low income, then there's like working, uh, wage well, like a, affordable is many different things. But their, yeah.
1: their low income is three hundred thousand oh, wow. dollars.
3: Not for Ohio, because my whole f- my family whole is out there. Like low income should be like sub two hundred thousand.
1: That's what I'm saying. They're saying that the low income housing starting price is at three hundred thousand dollars. I so- could get
3: a I could get literally a five bedroom house there for three hundred thousand dollars like that's for in their minimum wage is still below 10 i think
1: yeah oh wow that 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 is what that is what i am saying so so is that what dave is that is what dave is going after he's like yo do not sit up here and bring take on this affordable affordable housing contract it's bullshit like the way that you're doing it doesn't make any sense and it's like a 24 million dollar contract that you're caring about and i'm literally about to invest within the city opening up a comedy club and something else i think a theater or something like that that's going to be 65 million dollars
3: like so minimum wage in ohio is nine dollars and thirty cents um it increased um on january 1st from eight dollars and eighty cents but tipped employees only make tipped employees make less than five dollars an hour
1: see right here this is the com- this is completely inaccurate the object here is to build it directly in the backyards, taking pictures of his home and using it as a selling point the pud presented by whatever plan for housing starting at 300K and up. Not affordable. Like, this is the thing that like I hate when they sit up here and they tell our stories, and this is why I think like our morning show is so important because there's so many media outlets are gonna paint Dave in a certain light just to get the headlines if Dave Chappelle, rich black dude, doesn't want affordable housing in his neighborhood. And that's the farthest thing from the truth, well, hopefully
3: he wants affordable housing, that's not affordable housing, yeah,
1: yeah, you you don't go to move to Ohio and start injecting a bunch of money to make the community better. He literally made sure that his community would survive the
4: pandemic, yeah, that's crazy, yeah, he um, I mean, hopefully this will just be more fire for him to be like, that's not even close to what I said, no you know, instead of. You know, if they had just done whatever he asked, maybe it would just go by the wayside and the work would have been done. Um, but, you know, maybe this will call a little bit more light to what affordable housing is mm-hmm. and what it means and how it's built and how it's um, proposed, you know, from the from the city perspective. I've been in on some of those conversations and it's um it's a funny one. Uh, it definitely sides with the developer way more than it sides with the 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 people who are going to benefit from it in the yep. long run eventually money always wins
0: mm-hmm.
3: I think yep. that Dave Chappelle has enough of like a, a following and a loyal fan base to where he'll be able to survive this the thing that I'm more concerned about is is there going to be is his plan actually going to go through or are they just going to wash over it and have like unaffordable housing with his money mm-hmm. like that's that's the thing that I would like to I want to follow the development on
1: so. Next up, uh, I I, I thought this was funny for a couple of reasons. So Jimmy Kimmel argues that Spider-Man No Way Home should have been nominated for a Best Picture. Um, Do you you know anything about what's happening here? Nope. All right, so basically uh, the Academy Awards are about to happen. They're doing the voting and all that good stuff. And one of the big things that are happening with that is that Spider-Man was being hoped, and they advertised and did a campaign to get nominated as Best Picture. Um, traditionally superhero films don't get nominated within the Academy Award. And if they do, it's something for like visual or costumes or whatever else. Um, so recently the Academy Awards basically opened up from being five within a category to 10. And they're saying within the 10 films that are the best over the year, (coughs) Spider, no way Spider-Man no way home, uh, was the highest grossing box office movie of now of all time. Um, Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It, it it took out everything, and mm-hmm. they're like, and I think it's also because of during the pandemic, especially mm-hmm. like it doing this high in box offices is, <coughs> is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they're basically arguing this, and uh, our man, uh Kimmel had something to say. That's that's not the the video that mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up. You know what? I, I gave I gave a good enough sum, summation of it, but that's yeah, that's basically what ended up happening so he's just mad he's mad but like people are just in general are like yo if this thing is supposed to be uh really up to a vote really supposed to be mm-hmm. fair and everything else how are you canceling out certain films just because they're popular just because they're not your traditional avenue of media and you're saying that this isn't worth being one of the best pictures though in the audience's mind it is so it's one of those things that you it's like uh to me, it equates to the uh, electoral college. We can vote a certain way and show our numbers and show that this technically literally is the best picture. Mm-hmm. But you can say X, Y, and Z about it, and it makes your word true and not ours. So to a certain extent, I get that these, these movies are going to be looked at with a bigger light and everything else just because what they are. But you know, there's these you know those cult classics or those those movies that went under the radar, the mainstream that are truly great films. I think they should just at least put this in the running. Hmm. Like you extended it five new spots, and this one still couldn't get.
4: Yeah, nominated. that makes sense. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. That makes sense.
3: I think it's like from a film making perspective, like movies have gone from like like what the audience cares about to like what critics care about heavily. And personally, I disagree. Like a lot of my friends who like are very like into indie films and that type of stuff, still very much enjoyed Spider Man because just of the nostalgia of it, and the fact that that doesn't count for anything in like the filmmaking world and circuit is just kind of nuts.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Super Bowl was this weekend. Mm-hmm. I know you know something about this. A little bit. So uh, essentially. Uh, It's been the situation that the NFL comprised, uh, I think it's like 80 to 90% black NFL players Mm. on the field. Uh, I think it's, there's only now one black NFL coach because uh, our man right here, uh, uh, Brian Flores, uh, got kicked off. And he went through uh, recently telling his story about what actually happened to him uh, as being trying to be a coach in the NFL. There was a bunch of different uh, coaching opportunities that he had that he had to apply for, mm-hmm. uh, and they played with him. They really messed with him. Uh, he even in one of the situations got called by uh, the, the general manager of the team basically being like, hey, man, congratulations, you got the, go- got the job. Finding out later he called the wrong person. He oh, wow. meant to call this whitehead coach and tell him that he had the job. And he was still going. Brian was still going in for the interview for the job that night. Oh, wow. So he had to go to the dinner because he was contractually obligated to. And he went to the dinner having to pretend that he didn't know that he already wasn't getting the coaching job. That he had to sit up here and list out his references and give all the, the spiel of why he should be. And he knew he wow. didn't get the job. Yeah, my face will look like that, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's crazy. So, yeah, former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores, who was fired last month, filed a lawsuit against the National Football League and its team's Tuesday alleging racial discrimination, partially in his hiring practices. The suit, which is seeking a class action suit and uh, – unspecified damages and names the NFL the New York Giants Denver Broncos and Dolphins as plaintiffs it lists the other 29 teams uh, in the legal as John Doe so yeah he's, he's he's suing the organization and I think it's one of those things that we have to we have to constantly do this and this shows that affirmative action why it exists like you know uh, how, how is it that we can play every other position besides owner and coach? Agreed. 100% agreed. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: I mean, it also kind of made like, they literally told on themselves in the sense, like, <laughs> like, legitimately, they told on themselves because they knew they were doing something wrong by not having, like, hiring, like, somebody. Like, they knew he was obviously capable or else they wouldn't have even considered him. But they're like, well, we're going to have you just play this part. Just don't have them play the part if you have nothing to be guilty about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think people would say like, oh, they're it's because they're virtue signaling. I think it's because they know that they're doing something wrong and they're being discriminatory and they want to have a cover-up.
4: Yeah. It's just like. It's like, no, nah, we interviewed him.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: yeah, he just didn't fit. Oh, man. And, and I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. No, 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 go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say, say it. I'm like, it doesn't matter whether maybe he doesn't fit, right? And that's the part that sucks because what if it just wasn't a good. Yeah. But you but, never but get to made know. It, you never get to know yeah
3: even if he wasn't a good fit the fact that they still had him there and had to put him through that entire process yeah it is ridiculous and well but like yeah.
4: you didn't even hire, uh, interview him yet to see if it was a good fit or not mm-hmm. you know so like like you're just going off of what you're saying uh, marcy It's just like you don't you don't even know
3: you're telling they're telling on themselves yeah as, <laughs> all right
1: the baby was too stunned to speak the baby the baby. Uh
3: oh. Pull it. Pull it. You getting it? See? You keep pulling. Pull it.
4: You want some bullshit. Oh. Man, that baby is. That baby is shook. Just trying to take you off and wash my own hair. Yo, that, that,
1: that, that I feel like is so many brothers that just didn't know. <laughs> <This is laughs> More so the white dudes that finally got with a black girl and just like, what the hell? Out of control. I know I'm the worst out control. I'm the worst I'm the worst It's
4: it's all good It is what it is um, No yeah. that, that baby was That baby was like Yeah I mean And it's funny When kids do discover something For the first time Or you know whatever And they're just like What just happened And, and, and you know Like their whole Couple months Flashes before their eyes They're like wait a minute I thought I had this figured out
1: Nope No you didn't Uh another great news oh got the speed skating got the speed skating uh aaron jackson becomes the first black woman to win speed skating medal at the olympics and it's gold i i just this is all i gotta say yo disney if you make another american bodsled team type movie out of this shit you racist (laughs) that's it that was in short Congratulations! You did you did something amazing. I just like I I was like yo man. I already see the references. I see the jokes. I see all that shit. Don't do it, Disney. <laughs> just don't. If you gonna if you, like, make, if you are gonna make it, make it like uh like a not Mean Girls, but make it make it like Johnny Johnny Tsunami. Nobody
4: nobody knows that movie. All right. I never, wa- it. I never watched it. Uh. Dyson. But I did, but scary. I did love all the, the all those Disney movies were great, like the the Disney show movies or mm-hmm. Disney TV or whatever channel,
3: Disney original movies. Yeah,
4: like the like the the ones that came on the TV, mm-hmm. not the like because Johnny Tsunami wasn't in theaters or anything, right? It was just ah, like a Disney so channel. Yeah, that
1: that was also like the 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 one Soul Skaters, but it was called like I can't remember what it was, but it was the the downhill roller skating movie. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> Yes. There, there's the there's old one that they did, and then there was a modern day version that oh, they did. Oh, I didn't see the modern and, uh, Yeah, Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, it's like the Devil's Backbone. Was yeah, like the yeah. Name of yes, the exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then later
1: on, they did Soul Skaters, and it was just... It was a, a whole entire rip-off um, of it. But anyway... They like ripped themselves off, I guess. Um, yes, Aaron Jackson. Shout out. Dope. Uh, so... How, how, how are you doing with the tick a I don't, I could care
4: less. You can care less? Yeah. I, sh- I should care more, but I could care less.
1: It's, it's, uh, so recently there's been some ads that have been promoting misleading information about ADHD. Uh, one of the, one of the big things for me within this was that it, it honestly drove me nuts, um, Is that a lot of people have been getting their news sources from TikTok? People Mm -hmm. are sitting up here giving out information about different subjects, uh, you know, one minute deep dives, as much as you can do a one minute deep dive about information. And, you know, especially the youth and stuff are taking it as truth, not realizing that these are just people's opinions. There's no fact checker making sure that this stuff is correct. Well, they've been putting out these ads. So uh, TikTok is running. Predatory ads uh, promoting medical misinformation regarding attention deficit uh, ADHD to uh, young users according to the report published this weekend by Media Matters the watchdog group accused the advertisements of capitalizing on the TikTok phenomenon of ADHD self-diagnosis in which some creators oversimplify the disorder leading viewers to try and decide for themselves whether they have the disorder sometimes incorrectly. This can push users to inappropriately seek ADH medication which can have dangerous side effects uh, if uh, used improperly. So basically one of the things that are going on within this is that they're doing all these like self-diagnosis but they're also sitting for saying that it leads to other stuff like, A, overweight can be caused by ADHD and all these other like weird triggering things. So it's like, oh, because I'm overweight, I must have ADHD, which means I need to sit up here and be on this medication and so on Mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, The reason I just brought it up is like, uh, one, self-diagnosing, go see a physician, especially uh, to my people of color, go see a doctor, make sure to do it regularly, make sure to get your health checks. Um, But more so within this, fact check just because you hear something and you, e- even if you hear it from us, uh, don't take it as a God honest truth. Go find out more information about it. Go, tr- go to trusted resources, especially scientific journals and so on. If, uh, something doesn't seem all right or if mm-hmm. something seems like some wild, some wildly, wildly outlandish information, do your research.
4: Yeah, no, it's definitely important to seek, seek out facts. Mm-hmm. Um, Or at least, uh, uh, you know, not, not fact check, but, um, still, um, but, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like a second opinion. Yes. You know, or, or like a second, you know, I guess that would be fact checking, but, but yeah, like, a you know, with a professional, it is a, it is a, it is a serious thing to understand, but it doesn't have to be a serious thing, you know?
1: No, and that's the thing is that like I I feel as as much of these situations where someone speaks something into existence. You can take Joe Rogan for instance. He he's allowed to say his opinion. You're you're not supposed to sit up here and take him as being an actual news organization that has to have certain FCC and blah 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 guidelines like. Handling the misinformation that they put out because they're a trusted source, and some of them are publicly funded, especially like newspapers and so on. Well, certain certain newspapers. Um, but if if you take anyone's opinion as being legit no matter what, mm-hmm. like even now news sources, you're a damn fool. And people getting mad at news sources, like or not sorry, not news sources, but getting mad at individuals for stating their opinion, and then they're like, you're treating that like fact, or you have way too many followers to be sitting up here stating these opinions. You're like, so I'm supposed to be silent because I'm influential? How about you come on the show and make me understand your point of view better?
4: In my opinion.
1: And once again, I'm vaxxed, I'm waxed, and I got the booster. What and is the waxed uh, part? Vax and waxed? Oh, because yeah. you're going out finally, because you've been getting all hairy and everything else because oh, you've been locked up man, since that's COVID. The, so I don't even know
4: if I necessarily agree with what you just said, mm-hmm. but it's the best answer because mm-hmm. every time I ask somebody, like, come on, man, you know, vax and wax, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that that's not the answer. So I'll take I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome.
3: Um, I was gonna give Ronan some flowers here in the sense of like ho- hosting a show because like when you're talking Super about facts. this stuff, whenever you're given like extra information on something, you'll immediately be like, okay, I'm going to look this up and talk about it. And like, like especially within your opinions, like you always base your opinions and if someone's like, well, actually, here's this perspective. And then you're immediately like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's what b- I say. Yeah, like, true. it's it's very important yep. to be open and honest, yep. you know, yep. as a show. And I think people need to understand that too.
1: And, and that's the thing. It's, it to a certain degree, it's my opinion. It's our opinion. Our opinions don't always line up um not supposed to and the thing is we're allowed to have our opinions while also talking about the situation and the thing is if we don't have opinions and we don't talk about these things then these things don't discuss and maybe my opinion differs from yours but it makes you feel more stronger in either your sense of your opinion or even hopefully better so, it makes you understand the other side and get the humanity within the other side of said opinion. Because it's a thing that I think well too often we we sit with, you don't believe in the same thing I believe in, so you're the worst person ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not, that's not the facts of the situation. In fact, I'm going to do my grinds my beans today, right here, right now. Just because Sorry, the thing that grinds my beans (laughs) is that we can't disagree anymore, that we can't have a dialogue where you have a, a thought of something and I have a differencing of opinion and us both be able to walk away as friends. I hate the fact that if I say, hey, I have a thought about COVID or this is this is my thinking uh, uh, about uh, sports within, like, you know, transgender community, or these are these are my opinions on the, the situation with police officers or government officials or anything else like that. If you state an opinion, you, hey, this is my opinion on Black Lives Matter. Like, you state these opinions, and it's not a thing of someone trying to convince you in a way that is polite. Mm-hmm. That they they all of a sudden think that they can talk down to you and you're less of a human being because you don't have the same opinion. Let people be people, let people have their opinions, and if they have an opinion that you do not agree with, try to change their mind in a positive way instead of shaming them out of existence. It does nothing to segregate people for their thoughts. That's what the Nazis did, that's what racists do. We don't need to do that anymore. That's what's
4: grinding my beans. How you doing? Um, I mean I, I I've i really been trying to think of a, a grind by beans. You know I have a hard time with it. Sometimes I'm just mad, sometimes I'm not. But uh <laughs> um I don't know. I mean, I think the thing that's grinding my beans is the is like to expound more on what you're saying. Like it just it is it is difficult when people don't uh won't won't at least like like we were already saying, they won't come to the table and just just cause I just cause I disagree or don't agree or have a thought or whatever. In the in the the time when I saw it the, the clearest or uh, one of the clearest times that I saw this example is a lot of people when I did that road trip in the car said you know be careful driving through the middle of America that's where people die that's where people get killed get lynched or whatever and that's just like you know George Floyd stuff had happened Donald Trump was in the in the height of being the one mm-hmm. and like. And I had some I of the most on
1: a Highlander poster in my head.
4: Yeah. There can only be one. Oh my goodness. And uh and there was uh I had some of the most respectful and most polite interactions that I had the whole trip. And I spent a lot of time in LA, San Francisco, you know, where it should be progressive, right? No. The people were more rude more entitled, more disrespectful in the big cities than they were in the, in like, you know, somewhere in the middle of Wisconsin or uh, Wyoming or like Kansas or whatever, you know, people were, you know, asking me questions about Portland saying like, are you guys ever going to get it figured out up there? Cause they're only seeing pictures of, this is like right in the middle of the protests. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, are you guys ever going to get it figured out? And me just being like, yeah, they're only showing you two angles mm-hmm. of a small section of the city. The rest of the city is fine. Actually, my business is doing really well, thankfully, in the middle of the city. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, and just having a conversation about it. People just won't have the conversation. They're just like you said, they're like, you don't agree with me. Our views don't align. Well, then you're the worst person ever. You know, it's like, man, I haven't even started talking yet. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's like, which way did you vote? Die.
1: Yeah. It's like, yo, you know what? Uh, I can very easily admit this, even though I don't want to. I smoke cigarettes and I voted for the taxes to go up on cigarettes. So, you know, my opinion versus my habit within doing it. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's one of the things where I'm like, there's a better way to go about this. Yeah. There's a better way to have this conversation. There's a better way to have this dialogue. And it's a thing that I hopefully will be afforded the, the, the time to sit up here and have people come on this show that we can have differencing opinions on. And not agree with and still be able to walk away with and be like, yo, like I think you're a good person still. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we just don't see eye to eye on this. And this might be because of your walk of life or your experiences that you've had before. But anyways, let's get into uh the the last little dribblet of the day. Dribblet. Dribblet. Uh this is our next segment. It's called Sounds About White. And uh This one is just for my black
3: ass.
0: (laughs) All
4: right. Should I want to stop the music?
3: is modern
0: art
1: Listen,
0: is this
4: in yeah what what did it switch to uh, here, let's, let's, because I'm not,
3: oh, well, know. you went deep into the thread.
4: I don't speak
0: French, <laughs> but, <laughs> wait, wait, what?
1: No, I went to one of the replies. Wait, wait, should, should I not?
3: No, I was joking, because, like, like, it's funny when someone asks a simple question, and then, and then it just devolves into a huge debate in the thread.
1: So, why did this make him leave? Uh... Cause they said to turn off the music. He did that. LOL. Sweet, uh, smart. None of the violence approach is more needed. Uh,
4: uh, oh, I right?
3: get what they're saying. So he turned that. He they asked him to turn the music off, and he turned it off to like a random thing that technically wasn't.
4: Music. But I'm trying to say, like, I'm trying to figure out where this was, because like, if this was in oh. France, you know, maybe whatever the whatever they were saying. Yeah, I just. I, I'm uh, happy that ladies deli- that they oh if my French is still good, then I don't know what the problem is. We're not causing any problems. <laughs> oh, that's. My- <laughs> Yo, I
1: just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. I just I just think it won. I thought it was just as a DJ and as a person that like participated <laughs> in the protests and everything else. I just love that this was like a, a quick and easy diffusing of the situation i don't need to curse you out. I, I don't need to say a bunch of wild ass shit to you i don't need to do any of that yeah let me just put a little rihanna on please don't stop the music yeah and then let me let me switch this up
4: real quick wait where'd that lady go wait what the lady who was like pointing them out when the police were walking up she just disappeared hey yo
3: she realized this person was just gonna completely keep fooling as he should.
4: I, I just, I just love that you know, police got kicked out of the cookout. Well, they just were like, he, they stopped the music. He stopped the music or whatever. He said, like, I don't see what the problem. Is they're like also doing this in right. in you're the right. in the middle of winter. Like, look at all the snow and all am saying and everything else. Yeah, he had a I'm, generator somewhere. Look,
1: he got the he's gas. Like, he's
3: just a G. He like is a G. I, I don't like
1: know that. who who this is. I know I think, his DJ name was on the turntable. I think it said DJ All G. <laughs> I sorry, I think that's what it said. I was reading it. Let's just wait for it to come back around one more time. Can we can we see it? Do, do they get close up?
4: Yeah, DJ All G.
1: Yeah, it is. DJ yeah. All G. Yeah. Hey, he yo, say, shout hey, out man, to DJ All hey, G. Hey, man, it's All G. G. It's, <laughs> hey, man, it's All G. All right. Uh, well, that is another episode of Your Morning Drip. Thank you guys for coming out and listening. Uh, shout out to my co-host, E. Weezy. Shout out to Brittany from the Multnomah County Library. Giving us all that great information. Make sure if you're an artist in the Portland area and you blacky black black, uh, no matter what shade, but just that, including the beige. Oh my goodness, we uh we can put your art on center stage.
3: <laughs> Homie's more corny than Drake. Uh, wait, 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 wait 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 wait! I didn't, I didn't hear it. Wait, what was it?
4: Said good job.
3: Yeah, it's a good job. That's what I said.
4: I hate you all. I hate you all so much. Yeah, you got to uh, go back and listen to the show. <laughs> I
1: hate you so much. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but you can check that out on the Multnomah County Libraries page. Yeah. Um, Library's
4: page. Uh, Library's an amazing resource.
1: Yep. Library's an amazing resource. Uh, shout out to Brittany. You are a fantastic guest. Um,
4: so more than just books. More than just books.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was talking about them trying to uh, get a vinyl collection in there.
4: That's tight.
1: And, it, and it also, if you don't know, you can
4: rent movies from the library. 100%. And it, it's free. Yeah. And you can rent like passes to the, uh, to the outdoors. So like, you can get, yeah. Like, uh, like park, park passes for, um, parks and rec. And yeah, serious. You can rent those. Uh, they have 3d printers and stuff like that. Like the library is amazing. We need to go take a trip to the library. Uh, 100%. Next right. episode, the library. Let's go.
3: Let's
1: do that. Uh, once again, thank you guys for listening to your morning drip. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the social media. Your morning is the website. You can go get merch and get different stuff to sit up here and help support the show. Also, please, please, please like share. And, and more importantly, go and click that subscribe button, follow the show, whether it's on Twitch or on YouTube, become one of the nation of the YMD, which also sounds like nation of domination, which I think is amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. We are out of here. Peace. And happy Black History Month.
4: Oh, man. (laughs) He said the YMD, which also said.